we go. Another wonderful episode. More like a meditation episode, but I was so excited to get this out here for you guys, and I decided to just go for it. I was nervous, but who isn't nervous when experiencing something new? So today, we are going to brush upon what the difference is between a psychic and a medium, and what other kind of things there are out there in regards to spirituality. There's healers, there's all sorts of stuff. So I wanted to brush up on a couple of those so you guys could have an understanding of what you think you might have as gifts or what maybe even you're interested in, maybe what kind of reading you're interested in. So we're going to start with the psychic. I want you guys to kind of just get comfortable if you're listening to me while you're driving. I'm so excited because I loved doing this when I was driving for work. One of my favorite things was to listen to podcasts and it still is. And here we are, just enjoying our time together. So let's get into what psychics do. Being a psychic, that's something that a lot of people can't really say, you know, because they don't really know what it is exactly, but they understand that you can kind of see into the future and what's going on. But being a psychic is more than just seeing into the future. It's relating to the soul or the mind. It's understanding that you understand the feeling of the person in front of you what they're going to be doing in life, what they used to do in life. You can see their old bad personality traits or their great personality traits. There's so many different things that go into being a psychic. We don't always look into the future, but we can see that. We can sometimes see how many children you have, what your life is going to be like. It's up to you to open that wavelength to us as well. But as a psychic, we get a lot of stigma around that. Like, hey Meg, why didn't you do this during the reading or why didn't you do that I want to know about this always come prepared with like questions I always say that because it's helpful for you to know that with your questioning towards how we are you can understand more about your life the questions that you've had in regards to you maybe having children one day or is your significant other maybe doing things he's supposed to not supposed to he's supposed to or not supposed to same thing with the woman maybe she's doing something you don't want her to do you know and we all do different things so Being a psychic, there's a lot that entails with that. Even if you look it up in Google, it literally says that psychics are people who claim to use extrasensory perception to identify information hidden from the normal senses. Well, listen, it's not claiming. A lot of us know, but there are a lot of ways that people can claim that they are psychic. Some of us aren't claiming. Some of us are actually real psychics who actually do know your future. We do know the things that go on with you. We do know what's in your mind. We're empaths. Psychics are very much so empathic. What we're pretty much doing as psychics is we're relating to your mind, to the human mind, which is also a soul just like ours. We're all souls, right? But as a psychic, I am seeing into your future things that you do have going on that I can help you with. I'm a healer as well, so I can help with that, especially in my psychic readings. Some people also use tarot cards in regards to their psychic readings, and I am one of those. I sometimes like to use them. Sometimes I don't need to use them at all, but it's like a clarification from my spirit guides that I use to be like, okay, Meg, you like this is confirming. You got confirma- confirmation from me, but here's also confirmation from the cards. So I listen to my spirit guides when I read. This is something that might interest a few of you, especially if you're looking to deepen your psychic abilities. 
I am the type of psychic reader that uses my spirit guides to help me. My spirit guides guide me. They are the ones that show me things and like in pertaining to your life. I can see what you were like as a child and I can see what you were like as an adult in your future, not just now. So that can be interesting because I have two guides that I like to use. My spirit guide, Eric, likes to come through. A lot of you know this because a lot of you have had readings with me, but Eric likes to come through when it comes to career, finances, just life in general. And then a lot of the health stuff and the love relationships always comes from wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I have, she's a sweetie. Her name is Misty. We all have spirit guides. That's another thing, another episode that we'll discuss. But when it comes to my psychic abilities, you will know that in my life, my spirit guides do help me with my psychic abilities. I sometimes forget that they're there, but I know that they're helping me because it comes through as my own voice. So that's just how it works for me. So there you have some psychic information. We're going to dive right into the mediumship abilities. Mediumship. Mediumship has to do with wonderful spirit talking. When spirit talks, they tell us things that their loved ones need to hear. So you know how you go out there in the world and people pass away. And it's really sad. It hurts us a lot. There's a lot of grief. Grief is inevitable. And mediumship is a practice of meditating the communication between familiar spirits or spirits of dead in living human beings. That is a definition from Google for you. For me, what it is is that I help so many people by bringing their loved ones through. Because sometimes when our loved ones pass, we don't get the closure that we need. But sometimes we also don't get anything like any signs or anything. And we want that. So when I connect you with your loved ones, how I operate is I have you ask them some questions and they'll give me some answers to them. Sometimes I just have you sit there and I'll bring through whoever's here. And sometimes I will have you ask me who you want to bring through. I will always ask though, because a lot of people want specific loved ones to come through and I can't decipher names. That's just how I operate. I do not decipher names. And I was always taught by my mentors in the past never to work on a name. Always work on the person in front of you because the names don't mean anything when we've had so many past lives. So that's another subject for another day. I do believe that everybody can speak with their loved ones and everybody can get signs with their loved ones. That is very prominent and happens in every single one of my readings. They send us a lot of signs without us realizing it. You'll see bumblebees, you will see squirrels, you will see anything that pertains to any sort of living animal. They send you whatever they want. They'll send you pennies, butterflies. It's up to spirit. But there's so many ways to read as well when it comes to mediums. We can have the clairs that we work with, like clairvoyancy, clairsentience. There's certain things. And to put that in, you know, short terms, it is you can see them, you can smell them, you can hear them, you can feel them. Those are the clairs. And I can see, I usually hear when I read. I see and hear, but I get images. That's how I operate. Some mediums physically see the person standing in front of them and have a conversation with them. Some mediums only dream about it. Some mediums don't even see anything. They only hear. 
They just know. Some people just feel and they just smell. So we're all different, especially as a medium. There's no guaranteed way for anybody to read. And that's why when I mentor people, how I teach them is what works for you. I scribble when I read. When I read people, I'm scribbling on a piece of paper because that just works for me. But for you, it may be that you just holding a crystal or you just looking at the person helps. Some people close their eyes. So we're all different. No two mediums are the same. And that's why I always tell people don't compare mediums when you go to different mediums because we are all different. We all have the same goal and the same goal for most of us. I can't speak for other people, but for most of us, the same goal is we just want to help you heal and we just want you to get your messages from your loved ones. That's the most important thing for us. There are so many different types of mediums. Some people can draw, some people can see. So just know we're all different and that should help you guys a little bit in regards to the mediumship aspect of life. I do want to say, if you hear any noises in the background, any grunting or crying, that's my darling Luna. She's very vocal. Catahoulas are very vocal. <laughs> I tried to put her in the other room. She just cries and I feel bad. I just want her next to me. So enjoy her little whining. <laughs> now I want to get into healing. What do healers do? Us healers, um, what we do is we work with the whole soul, if that makes sense. And if you look on Google, the the what it says here is the definition, a folk healer is an unlicensed person who practices the art of healing using traditional practices. Well, for them, these people who write this stuff, you don't have to be licensed to heal somebody. So I don't understand where that's coming from. But healers can be very well trained. Um, we, we pursue specialties. Uh, some healers use their hands. Some healers just use their their mind's eye. You can use both. What healers will do is they'll place their hands on you to help you heal, to give you some of their white lit energy. That's what I do. When I do my healings and my TikTok lives, what I will do is I will send you guys healing through your chakras. So those will be aligned. But I do do healing for people where, especially my family, or my dogs, things like that. I practice my white light just going through to them and it helps them. If I'm having a headache, I can get rid of it, no problem. I just put my hand in front of my forehead. I kind of scan my body. That's just what I do as a healer. But healers help people with ailments, with healing their chakras, with refocusing their healing on themselves. Because a lot of times we think that we just need to go about life and just do what we need to do. Well, no, there's so much healing we have to do. Inner child healing, our own minds healing. There's so many things that people have dumped on us trauma-wise that we also need to heal from as well. We have past life healings. There's so many things that we have. Ancestral trauma. Healing is never ending. You're never going to be fully healed, but you will have healing. A lot of people who do healing do Reiki and they're certified in Reiki. That's beautiful. I love when people go get certified in Reiki and they can practice on others. Do I believe you need a certification to do any of this work? No, you do not. And anybody will tell you the same thing that believes in helping people because there is absolutely no reason why you should need a certification to physically help someone with your mind's eye. But it's also really cool that you have a certification to say, hey, I did this and I practiced and I got through this. Because I did the same things with my mediumship and my psychic classes. I did the same things when I went through it. And I had that completion, you know, the certifi certification of completion. So it's cool to have that stuff to build it up. But do you need it? No. I will say I learned how to heal without 
doing any Reiki, but that's just me. Someone may need Reiki to help them walk through that. So we're all different. But just know that there's so many different ways of healing, and it's important that you keep working on yourself and your triggers all the time. We're going to talk about aura readings. So auras. I don't know if any of you guys know what auras are, but auras are these beautiful beautiful places, um, kind of like an atmosphere that's surrounding your body. And you have a bunch of auras. You don't just have one. There's so many different colors that surround your auras. And some people can read them. I personally can read them. And I like to draw pictures of people when I do see their auras. And I get to draw their colors around them. And that can tell me sometimes what you guys have as gifts. So if you're looking to figure out what kind of gift you have, that can help you as well. And I can determine whether you're a healer, whether you're a psychic, or you're just a spiritual leader, someone who's really into it. And a lot of people are really into it. But there are different types of auras. There's visuals, there's all sorts of different types. So it's what we have around us that really just is a field of energy. If you have layers like within your aura that are different colors, they can mean different things. Sometimes people need the layers of their auras healed. So that's something I also work with. It's very important to know that you have these different auras because your mind can affect the colors. So if your aura is gray, brown, or black, um, is an early warning sign for some people that you're going through two negative emotions or that you're allowing negative emotions to handle you. If it's orange, pink, and red, you got passion, romance, generosity, you're confident. There's so many different meanings to each color. So that's why it's important that you guys know that your auras do determine a lot within your mind and your auric field. Let's talk about tarot cards. A lot of you like to use them. I love them. Um, Do I need them? No. Do I like to use them? Yes, because they're fun. I think they're fun to use. They're a fun little tool. They can help determine a lot of things that's going on in your life. You can tell whether someone's cheating or if it's a good opportunity for you. You can also tell if this person's meant for you, if they're not meant for you. There's so many different aspects to tarot cards. There's also oracle decks. Oracle decks are pretty neat as well. They tell you just a lot of like things that you need to hear. Like you got this and you know little messages that you need to hear from your spirit world and your spirit team. So the cards are cool. So if you want to pick up a deck, I always recommend getting the Rider deck. That's the original one. I started with an Oracle deck. If that works for you as well, I always go with the Oracle deck. It's um, by Rebecca Campbell. She's amazing. So that's what I used was the one from Rebecca Campbell. But I would tell you guys, just do what you feel is best. Feel what you're called to. I always tell people when they go to the store, like to go look for crystals, because crystals have the best healing properties ever. But when you go there... Pick the crystals that make you feel like you're whole or warm or give you a feeling of relief. Go where your mind's eye is driven to. If you feel like you should get that selenite, pick that selenite up and buy that. That's how I see it. That's what I've always done. I have my spirit team kind of help me when I go in there. If you're buying online, have them help you as well. Let's dive into wonderful empaths. Wonderful, wonderful empaths. If you're a psychic, you're most likely an empath because you feel things. But as an empath, you're feeling others' emotions. You're in their auric field. You're in their mind. You're feeling all of their emotions and their energy. And it's important as an empath that you shut that stuff off. Because if you don't shut that off when you go out in public, you're going to feel all the emotions and that negative is just going to weigh down on you. You're always going to have that negative on you. You're always going to feel that negative towards towards anybody. If that person you're around doesn't like somebody or they're angry or mad... 
you're going to feel the same way they are if you're not learning to shut it off around them. I always recommend for people to kind of zip themselves up in a bubble. That's how I learned from my teacher. And there's also a couple other ways that you can kind of push that so you don't feel them because feeling them is very challenging. It's kind of like there's a person in your mind manipulating your mind when you're really strung out on their energy. A lot of sexual trauma too. If other people have that and you go and have, you know, the deed with them, that can transmute right back onto you as well. There are ways to clear that. So don't worry about that. If you ever wondered, there's always ways to clear that. And I'll do that in another episode. The astral plane is what I want to talk about last. This is something I've known has existed because a lot of people talk about heaven. Is there a heaven? I do believe there is a heaven. I do. That's how I believe. I believe that people go there. Um, But it's also within the astral plane. So when you step into the astral plane, I feel like there is a heaven there. That's just what I have always felt. And I'm trying to prove myself this while I travel the astral realm because this is something that's very unknown to a lot of people unless they travel the astral realm. You do have gods, you have ancestors, you have all these people that have projected all this trauma onto you. But the cool thing about the astral realm is you have access to all of that. There's the Akashic records that a lot of people do that they go into the, you know, the astral realm. There's a lot of things with the astral realm, gods, goddesses, a lot of information lies over there. And if you ever want to find some information out about yourself or your family, you can find it out through there. There are different lives. There's different versions of us. That's what everyone believes, but I believe it because I have, I have seen it. Um, I have seen that and I just started astral traveling last week or the week before that. And let me tell you how amazing it is to be in a whole different world, but also how scary it can get because you have to be on the defense with the bad things on that side because there are some bad things within the astral realm. So you have to be very careful and cautious with that. I highly recommend speaking to somebody before you decide to do any of these um, because someone like me could help you. I met people before I astral traveled. There's this wonderful woman that I've met and since then we have been talking. She's amazing and she has taught me a lot about the astral realm in literally the matter of six hours that we have spoken. So she's amazing. So finding people like that that help you through this is beautiful. And it's helpful to know there's so many different types of things you can do out there within the metaphysical world. There's hypnosis, there's astral travel, mediumship, there's so many different things. And this is just the start of it. So I hope you guys enjoyed my first episode. And this was just a kind of mind's eye opener so you can understand the different tools and abilities that are available to all of us. Seeing what you want to have and seeing what you want to be is very important, but being you is the most important thing and healing through your traumas is very important. So with that being said, I hope you guys have a beautiful and phenomenal day and keep being you. Learn that you are the most important thing here in your life and working and healing anything that has to do with your life or any trauma you have had. It's very important to get to the state of mind that you want to be in. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you soon.